How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI. WEEI. Welcome in Sports Radio WEEI. It's Christian Arkin. It's Kyrie Thompson here with you until 6 o'clock. we got a packed show for you today. Dan Orlovsky will join the show at 3 o'clock. A lot of quarterback news out there to discuss with uh, Dan. we got Scal, great Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, joining the show at uh, 4 o'clock after another Celtics win, a big win over the Houston Rockets last night. As it appears, they've righted the ship. The Bruins won last night. Red Sox making some moves. I believe, Mr. Thompson, that we will touch all four sports today. Yes, indeed. We're going to get to all four awesome. of them. They, we, maybe we'll do one hour on each team. No, okay, that's, okay. that's corny. Yeah, we won't yeah, do that. yeah, we're not doing an hour on the Bruins. Sorry, uh, probably guys. not a full hour, but we will talk about them. And uh, I think we have to open the show without talking about the Patriots, but the team the Patriots are about to play, that's the Miami Dolphins, who had a big update today from their head coach. Uh, let's take a listen here from Mike McDaniel. He did suffer a concussion. Then. He did. Do we know what stage of the protocol he's in right now? No, I'm not even really, really worried about any of that. Again, it is like, um, you know, I, I, you lean on, uh, in, in moments like this, you lean on medical professionals. And um, I, I stopped even thinking about anything but each day and um, w- when it was clear and obvious that that is the best thing for him. So stage, all, all that stuff, I'm... It's just a day at a time. Moving forward today and, you know, the whole team's approach is uh, Teddy Bridgewater's the starter. Okay. There you go. There it is. From the head coach, who also said at one point that he's been advised by medical professionals that it's critical that Tua worries about the day that he's in and nothing else. That was a quote, which it sounds like the quote you'd say about someone who's like in hospice care or like someone who's 100 years old or something. It's critical you worry about the day you're in and nothing else. I mean, that that's a troubling thing I mean, to say even, about someone. Again, like, oh, my goodness. Even as, like, you're thinking back to concussions I've had and it'd be like, yeah, just just think about, like, uh, basically what know what room you're in right now yeah. and, like, what people you're talking to because, I mean, that, that's almost what, what it struck me as. It's like take it moment by moment and make sure that you are just, like, cognizant for little details because until you get that stuff down you're you're not it and one of the things that i read about this right is that what mike mcdaniel said apparently his most recent thing is that mm-hmm. he was watching film and basically he, he looked at it and he's like something about this wasn't right and went and talked to tua 
and was trying to get a feel for you know what the, some of these inconsistencies were in his game, which we were talking about, yeah. and was like, go see a doctor, and then the doctor put them in concussion protocol. Yeah. So, so it's, again, this is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. How are you not thinking about this stuff in real time? Like, man, he ain't getting a lot. He's not getting this right. Some, something's not right with the way he's actually playing football right now. Yeah. Tua Tungavailoa, a regular Tua Tungavailoa doesn't do this. That, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How are you not noticing that as a coach? It's uh, it's a mystery. By the way, did I say the Bruins won last night? They lost last night. If I said they won, I apologize. Dun, dun, I, uh, they definitely lost. So getting off to a good start are, there. We are not doing that hockey well right now. With some fake news about the Bruins. <laughs> they actually lost in a shootout. It was a shootout, so they do get a pity point, which is nice. Uh, but no, they did We're not actually win. are so used win. to them winning. I mean, I know. come on. It's weird to see them lose. Um, the Dolphins. Uh, gonna be under yeah, really under pressure giving, here. They're really giving it to you, man. They are, I know, they and I, I deserve it. Oh, oh man, um, <laughs> I made a mistake. Ruins lost. <laughs> the NFLPA has initiated a joint review into the application of concussion protocol with the Dolphins and with Tua. Um, as we saw with Devontae Parker, I'd imagine this isn't going to go anywhere. I don't think that uh, anybody's going to find any fault with anyone. Well, we didn't yeah. see it. We didn't notice. The player didn't say anything, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's going to be the same song and dance that we got before with Parker. I don't see this going any differently for Tua. See, Although, the, the, if it was ever going to go differently for anybody, it'd have to be for him, right? Well, well the difference, too, with Parker is that they, they got him out of the game. So, obviously, the, the spotter missed it. Right. But they were able to get him out of the game. They put him in protocol. He didn't play after that. Right. Okay, so... So from there, you're like, okay, you know, somebody somebody missed a step along the way, but for for better or worse, they you know somehow they got him off the field. We did the right things, didn't allow him back to play. This is now twice now this year where Tua has has this time he they confirmed that he he suffered a concussion. The first time we all believe he suffered a concussion. Mm-hmm. So this is the second time he has now played after suffering a concussion, and nothing was done about it. Like for a whole half, a whole game what have you, a couple plays he's out here or there or, or what have you. But I'm telling you, man, like, like this is – that's the problem for me. The fact that now you, you now have investigations opened up because you allowed a guy to play after he clearly was not right. So that's how it would be different for the Parker thing yeah, for me. You're right about that. Um, in, in this particular instance here, this game – uh, with Tua, the injury happened in the first half. It was still twenty to ten, I think, or twenty to thirteen, whatever it was. Um, so this was uh, when he got slammed down on an innocuous play. It wasn't like it was a dirty play or anything like yeah. that. He just sort of fell awkwardly yep. and uh, hit his head at the back of his head. And after that, you didn't see him wobble when he got up. You didn't see him, you know, get the jelly legs or you know the Bambi knees or any of that stuff. He was just he was just playing a normal game. Except in the fourth quarter, he threw three interceptions and. I don't know. I mean, at some point you have to kind of wonder, like, where's the where's the line of demarcation? If he had had a good fourth quarter, if they had won the game, and then he still went into the concussion protocol, I think that would have made this a little bit more challenging. But the fact that he had this really lousy fourth quarter and they blew the game, and then all of a sudden these symptoms come up, and now he's probably going to miss this game, maybe he's going to miss the rest of the year, may not ever play football again. I think that's where we are with Tua right now. We're probably hovering on the brink with him of a career-ending situation. You know, the interesting thing is, like, as, as I'm thinking about it right now, I'd be interested to see if somebody, I guess, could... If anyone was interested in going back and looking at this, but I don't feel like I've ever heard of a guy having a good game after having a concussion. Right, like after taking a shot to the head like that, and then you found out that they had to be in the concussion protocol. Right. It's like th- they were messed up for a reason. Like they weren't playing well for a reason. Now, to that point, yeah, I feel like, again, three three concussions in the course of a season, That 
we're talking about life-threatening kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I just feel like we cannot get to a point where we're minimizing head trauma and what it does. Like, like, let me just remind you, your brain is getting bounced off of your skull, okay? It's one thing to be talking about the subconcussive impacts that build up and build up and build up over the years, and that's the kind of stuff that leads to, to CTE, but this is serious, in-the-moment brain trauma. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I think somebody, his family, his inner circle, people that care about him need to start having these kinds of, of discussions with him. I mean, in, in a way, and again, in different positions, but I'm thinking about guys like, like Jordan Reed, the tight end who was with Washington for a while, or uh, Wes Welker. Yeah. All the concussions that piled up in their careers, and sure. eventually, he's just like, I just can't play this game anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's, and you've seen generally not until you know years later down the road, uh, what the buildup of that can lead to and how it can ruin lives. And sometimes it's while they're still playing. I mean, look at Hernandez; his brain, you know, they they looked at that and it was extreme CTE there, which doesn't excuse everything, but I mean, it is sort of an indication of just how how brain damage someone can get and and where things can go and how much it ruins their lives. I mean, Junior Seau was tortured. Uh, his his life was was hell. I mean, he yeah. talked about it. He, he made it known. It was, it was awful what happened with him. It was incredibly sad. And uh, if you watch the concussion movie, you know, those old Steelers and uh, Dave, Duerson. Dave Duerson and those guys, like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's brutal. And that's that's just a couple of examples that we know about. You know, there's there's so many. I think there was a study. They, they turned in 111 brains of uh, NFL players who passed away. 110 of them had CTE. Yeah, so that was that was local, right? Yeah. It was Boston University who's yeah. doing this stuff. And, yeah, like literally all but two of them had CTE. And that's, I mean, that that's a lot right there. And that tells you that this sport still has a long way to go when it comes to protecting their players and keeping people on the field and keeping people out of uh, these type of situations where CTE and brain damage can permanently ruin their lives. And you know what, man? This is the kind of thing that irritates me about, and, and I mean, to, to talk about the the MAC play a little bit, obviously this is a little different, right? Because you're talking about lower legs yep. versus head injury and stuff. But you know, we're, we're talking about that, you know, as, as potentially a dirty play. And then and other people are like, you know, football's getting so soft. Like, come on. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let's go back to the good old days where they were clotheslining people or, or just like you, you could have a play like the, the Derwin James one right. the other day where he just absolutely destroys this dude. And they both probably were concussed on the play. And said, like, oh, yeah, we want more of that. Oh, they were that's, both definitely concussed that, that's, on that play. That's, that's the good stuff. Yeah. It, it's like. Come on, man. I understand football is a violent game. That is what it is. I mean, you can't escape that. At the same time, why why do we want more instances where, where somebody is potentially in a life-threatening situation? Yeah. And, you know, it's generally older people that, that call for that. It's generally older people that want the good old days of football. And if you're an older Patriots fan, I just, I got to wonder, were you cheering Jack Tatum and Daryl Stingley? Was that, like, cool for you? Was that something you enjoyed? Because that was a real, I'd say, like, the 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 poster child for why the 70s and the way that they hit back then was really ass backwards. I mean, yeah, sure. Not that many people got paralyzed like Stingley did, but that happened right here in our backyard. And to hear these older Patriots fans talking about the good old days is kind of wild, honestly. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. Um, obviously, a terrible job by the uh, Miami Dolphins. Terrible job by the NFL. The show must go on, however, and the Dolphins are going to have to put somebody out there at quarterback. Sounds like it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. We'll jump into that matchup with the Patriots and uh, how they've done against backup quarterbacks this year right after trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
Well, we start with some breaking NFL news. The Raiders are benching Derek Carr, and they're going to Jared Stidham, Jared Stidham for the final two games. It is Stiddy season Stiddy! in Vegas. So wow. that's some breaking news. And Carr just got an extension over the offseason. That's rough. So interesting there. They're going to turn a tough to, situation for Josh. Yeah, they said they want to turn to the youth and see what the youth can do ah. at the quarterback position. Will so, they take Mac next year? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe a Mac for Carr trade. We'll there see. There you go. Back to what's trending. The Celtics won their third straight game last night, defeating the Houston Rockets 126-102. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 77 points in the win. This coming after combining for 70 on Christmas Day against the Bucks. The Celtics were without interim head coach Joe Mazzula last night due to eye irritation. Damon Stoudemire took over in his absence, and the Celtics are back in action as they host the Clippers tomorrow night. Tip-off is set for 7.30. The Bruins lost to the Senators 3-2 in overtime last night, snapping their four-game win streak. The Bees will look to bounce back tonight in New Jersey against the Devils. Puck drop is set for 7.30. The Red Sox and two-time Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber are in agreement on a one-year deal. This comes just a day after two Red Sox pitchers found themselves new homes as Nathan Navaldi agreed to a two-year deal with the Rangers and Rich Hill agreed to a one-year deal with the Pirates. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel announced today that Teddy Bridgewater will be the starting quarterback Sunday against the Patriots as Tua Tungavailoa is in concussion protocol as for the Patriots. Jack Jones, Devontae Parker, Jalen Mills, and Marcus Jones were among six players absent from practice today. The Pats are now three-point favorites for Sunday's game. I'm Justin Turpin. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. And it's brought to you by Wilmington Builder Supply, contractors. Wilmington Builder Supply has everything you need to make your next project a success. With a full line of building materials, including Matthews Brothers windows, Wilmington Builder Supply has what you need. Get your new window project started with Matthews Brothers windows today, wilmbuild.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know, we've been in that situation before. You, you can't go in a game with two different offenses. It's impossible. So one's right-handed, one's left-handed. I mean, that definitely affects some things right there. But I mean, that's we could be looking at a different quarterback just like we were in Arizona, you know, in the first series of the game. And so you have to be ready for, you know, who you expect to play, but that could change. And certainly it's changed for us. We've had players that have gone out in the first series and had to – you know, play with different players, and they'd rather defend different players than they were expecting to defend on the other side of the ball. So, I mean, that's football. 
That's football. That's show business. Bill Belichick. Christian Arkan, Kyrie Thompson here. Uh, that was Bill speaking earlier today. He had some other comments that we'll get to a little bit later on concerning Mac Jones that I uh, thought were interesting. But let's uh, let's dive into that right there. Um, obviously, I mean, he's talking about it like they're going to prepare for uh, the same offense no matter who the quarterback is. But I think it's pretty clear it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater at this point based on what we just heard Mike McDaniel say. Um, it's not a sure thing that they can beat uh, Miami with a backup quarterback. They haven't beat Miami with uh, Tua for the last couple years. So uh, where do you stand on this matchup right now? What do you think is uh, the main difference between this Dolphins team quarterbacked by Tua and uh, Teddy Bridgewater in the games that he's played? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know that I see a monstrous difference between them. I think maybe Teddy's got a little bit of a better downfield arm. You actually saw that a little bit when Tua went out against the Bengals, where Teddy lets one rip down the field Mm -hmm. uh, for, for a big play. Maybe there's a little bit more mobility there, though Teddy's not really that much of a runner either. Like, I don't think that's something that we really need to be looking for in terms of, oh, man, they're going to be you know, doing a lot of read options with Teddy, you know, or he's going to be scrambling, breaking the pocket for big plays. Like, that's not really his game either. They're, he's going to stay in the pocket. He's going to try to go through his reads. going to try to operate this offense more or less the same way that Tua does. And, and, and so I think from that standpoint, I think it's probably – um, you know, apt to say, you know, yeah, he'll he'll pose some of the same challenges or, you know, play a similar way that, that Tua will. Um, and, and the thing to remember, too, is that, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is better than most of your backup quarterbacks, but he's a backup quarterback for a reason. Right. And this idea that, oh, yeah, well, you know, look at the way Tua's played the last couple of weeks. Like, it's, a, it's actually a bad thing that Tua's uh, not playing or, or whatever, and Teddy's going to be better. Not really. I don't I don't feel like we should be feeling like that, that all of a sudden, oh my goodness, it's a disadvantage, you know, to have to go against Teddy Bridgewater. He's gonna be fine. He's more or less what, you know, any, you know, any kind of low tier starter, you know, backup quarterback is. And mm-hmm. the Patriots have proven they can beat those guys. Yeah, they have. And they've done it all year long. And that's really the only quarterbacks that they've beaten it's all year long. Literally the only guys <laughs> they've been than, able to beat. Other than Jared Goff, it's been Mitch Trubisky, not a starter. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, not the starter until uh, when uh, Watson got back. Zach Wilson twice. He's been benched and excommunicated. He's about he's about to not be in the NFL yeah. here in a minute. Uh, Sam Ellinger, who was uh, the third guy there in, uh, in Indy. I don't know where he is on the depth chart these days. And, uh, of course, uh, Colt McCoy who had to come in and play when the when the what's his name got injured yeah, there Kyler in the first Murray play Kyler Murray. Out, yeah. Um so there you go. I mean this is uh this is the Patriots wheelhouse. <laughs> this is this is where they this is where they excel when they have a backup quarterback coming into town or they're going to play a backup yes. quarterback. Uh, they can always take him down, but when it's the starter it's a different story. Yes, I mean this is this is actually tailor made for for the Patriots to be able to do something. And, and, and okay, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, playing a backup quarterback isn't going to make the Patriots offense that mm. much better. Right, because they have their own completely independent issues here. But when you're playing a quarterback, particularly like a you know, a, a low like I said, low tier starter, you know, backup, whatever it happens to be, a guy who's generally gonna sit there and he's not gonna cause you too many problems with his legs, you know, he's he's not, you know, an explosive runner or anything like that, chances are they're going to have something for that. They always have something for those kinds of quarterbacks. It's always the the ones who think outside the box and do things that you don't expect that the Patriots can't seem to deal deal very well with. But a Teddy Bridgewater kind of quarterback, that's exactly what they excel against. Yeah, it really is. So let me see if I have this right. <laughs> this weekend, at quarterback, you're going to see Mac Jones, 
You're going to see Teddy Bridgewater. You're going to see Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> You're going to see I mean, just Cam Newton. It's like the ghosts of Christmas past here uh, for the Patriots. You know, like all of them are going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I know he's not going to play, but uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of uh, a lot of guys, a lot of guys with some uh, important connections here. And Bridgewater is going to be playing against them. That is uh, what is it's going to be interesting. A uh, very, very interesting uh, situation here this weekend. Um, speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of Jared Stidham, he's going to be starting for Vegas. They still have a very, very thin, uh, almost non-existent path to the playoffs. They have yep. to play uh, San Francisco and I think Kansas City are their last two games. So that kind of sucks for Stidham. But who knows? Maybe it would be one of those uh, <laughs> one of those situations where everyone loses when they have to, and uh, Stidham leads them to victory, and they sneak in that way. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't see that happening. Oh my goodness. I don't think that that's likely but uh who knows stranger things have happened uh strange things like the patriots winning the next two games i mean no matter what like to see these to see these fringe teams make it in you're gonna have to move heaven and earth and that's where the patriots are right now yes fortunately for them heaven and earth is starting to move a little bit with this miami situation which i think is uh pretty interesting um also there's this uh the patriots May have, and I don't know if there's going to be a uh, opening at quarterback for them next year. I don't know exactly what their plan is for the future with uh, with Mac Jones, but I'd imagine that there's going to be an opening in Vegas. And uh, there's an article out by Mike Florio where he was talking about Tom Brady's next destination. He mm-hmm. thinks he's out of Tampa Bay and that he may be heading to New Orleans. And that Peyton and Brady, which is what they were going to be in Miami, those two are going to uh, unite together and go down and uh, take over the Dolphins. They're going to do that now, but bringing Peyton back to uh, back to New Orleans. What do you think about that potentially happening next year? I mean, honestly, I feel like his destinations are, you know, if, if he wants to continue playing, are starting to open up all over the place. You could have New Orleans with Peyton, which I don't know if I, if I see that quite as much. But the whole Brady to Miami thing, especially if Tua's future is in doubt, uh, you know, given his head injuries, hey, may- maybe, maybe there you go. Maybe it happens after all. Uh, after after all the hemming and hawing about that, or maybe not. Now you have Vegas is going to be potentially opening up. Now look, Vegas is they they currently have the ninth overall pick in the draft wow. per per Tankathon. Okay, so you could be looking at a situation where maybe they move up for one of those guys for one of those those top tier quarterbacks in the draft, or. Maybe Josh McDaniels is like, hey, Tom, we got we got some guys here. We got Devontae Adams. We yeah. got Darren Waller. We got a bunch of players. Maybe maybe if we get Tom Brady up in this joint, you can convince Josh Jacobs to stick around because it seems like he wants out right now. But, yeah. if, you, but if you get Tom Brady in there, maybe, maybe they see it a little bit differently. Who knows? And so I, I wonder if that now also needs to be on everybody's radar. I think it absolutely has to be on everyone's radar. Think, I mean, these are the teams that were in on Brady the first time. You know, they had this big thing going with Miami that was all under wraps. But uh, what's his name blew the blew the whistle on it. Um, Flores there with his with his lawsuit. Now we find out there was this whole thing going on uh, behind the scenes. Uh, you had Vegas. I think Tennessee was one of the uh, was one of the teams as well. I don't know what their quarterback situation is right now. Is Tannehill up? I mean, you could be seeing the exact same thing if, play even, out. Even if Tannehill's not up, I mean, you think about what they what they've done, right? Sign uh, you're drafting Malik Willis, right? I mean. That's a sign that you're looking towards the future mm-hmm. at least a little bit. And and then again, if you think Malik Willis, you know, could benefit from sitting behind a Tom Brady, why why not? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I think that's that's viable. See, I feel like that's more viable than a situation where it's like, oh yeah, Mac Jones is in his third year. Let's go ahead and, and bring in Tom Brady and have him sit for his third year. I'm sorry, that third year is too important for Mac Jones. 
at, at, at that point, if you believe he has any kind of value, you should be playing him. I agree so, with you. So I don't see that happening for New England, but mm. I feel like it could happen for a number of other teams where you'd be like, one year of Tom Brady, I'll take that. If you're Tom Brady and you could go to the Dolphins, you could go to the Jets, you could go to the Raiders, or you could go to the Patriots. Out of all those teams, Patriots how would you? Patriots got to be at the bottom, they're right? I mean, I would the think list. they're at the bottom. I would go Dolphins, Raiders, Jets, Patriots. And I think the Jets are closer to the Raiders maybe than they should be because I really like some of those offensive weapons in New York. I think a good quarterback could really do something with those guys. Wilson and uh, and the rest, of, I like what they have there, especially that uh, running back who got hurt. But um, Yeah, yeah. yeah Brees Hall. See, see, the interesting thing about that is I think – the the Raiders and the Dolphins have the more ready-made offensive weapons. And I feel like Tom Brady's like, I get to throw to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Or I get to throw to Devontae Adams. Yes, I will absolutely do that. But the Jets have the best defense out of all those teams. True. They have so much talent on that side of the ball. And if you just get and again, you could you could look at the Jets. They've got young playmakers on that offense. And then you could say, okay, let me bring in a couple of free agent options here. Maybe I bring in a Jacoby Myers or a Juju Smith-Schuster or so, somebody else to kind of round that group out. And then you've got a defense that is that is good to go right now that could that could you know win playoff games for you. I, I still think maybe if you're if you're picking that from a Tom Brady perspective, maybe you're saying let's go let's go with the ready-made offense right yeah. now let's go with the top tier playmakers because I mean the Dolphins and, and the Raiders they've got playmakers I mean I like what the Jets have but they ain't got that mm. on offense the uh going to the Jets would stick at the bill the hardest I think oh yeah the Dolphins oh, there was already a little bit of that and they're already better than you but if he goes to the Jets that like oh, cements God. the Patriots at the bottom of that division at least for one more Honest, year. honestly there, there's a there's a <laughs> although who knows he might not be at the bottom of it this year you know the way things are going Miami's falling apart Cause, quickly cause, yeah, and, and the Jets don't have a quarterback. Right. Well, I mean, you know, Mike Mike White, when he's played, he, he's looked good, but they, they don't have that dude at quarterback. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. Let's go to the phones, talk to Frank, who is in Middletown, uh, with a thought on uh, head injuries. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, guys, I've been saying this for years. I understand I had a concussion when I was a little kid. I was in a coma for nine days. Jeez. Um, and it was just like closing your eyes and opening them, and nine days went by. But my point is this, is that if it's not legal for the defense to touch the offense's helmets, it should not be legal for the offense to stiff-arm somebody in the head. I mean, we're waiting for somebody's neck to get snapped before they do anything about it. So the head should be off-limits to both the offense and the defense. Frank, wait a minute. You can't say you can't compare launching your body at someone head-first to a stiff-arm. I mean, that's not even close. When Stingley got his neck broken... Didn't that guy just clothesline him? No, he jumped on his back. Well, I think if the head is off limits, it should be off limits to everybody. Okay, Frank, that's not how stay. If you watch the, the Jack Tatum Stingley play, I mean, he jumps on his back while he's on the ground. Uh, that it wasn't it wasn't just a stiff arm. And I don't know about anybody who's ever gotten injured from getting stiff arm. Do you know? I've, I've never even heard of that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it has. Happened. It may have happened, I mean, but that, I've never heard that, of it. Because that, yeah. that's a tough play for sure. Now, I will say this: I feel like I've seen more face mask calls on on offensive stiff arms this year than I've seen in a minute because mm. officials are really starting to pay attention to that. Like, hey, look, if we're going to call it you know on the defense all the time and, and, and we see your finger hook around the face mask for anything more than like a millisecond, you're getting flagged for that. You know, we, we, can't, we can't have that in the game. Look, 
football is football. Sometimes you're you're going to get hit up higher than, than you want to get hit. There, there's just a part of it where, and you kind of said, not every single hit is is dirty or you know malintentioned. Sometimes you're, you're dropping down and it's just a split-second bang-bang play where a guy gets hit in the head or right. you know, in the neck area, but that wasn't where they were aiming. Like sometimes it's just... It's just bad luck. But again, I think that if we're if we're talking about just, you know, concussive hits, period. Like like the kinds of plays where you do launch into somebody's head and they've been trying to get rid of that at the college level. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get rid of that at the NFL level as well, the unnecessary shots. Look, there's always going to be injuries. You can't take that away from football because the nature of the sport is dangerous. It's violent. That's why you I mean, you're you're allowed to hit people. That's why you wear pads. You to mitigate that as much as possible. If you don't want injuries in football, make it flag football. But as much as you can, get rid of the unnecessary stuff. And 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 I mean, somebody brought this up in in kind of a in kind of a, a derogatory way to the way we were talking about this. That ESPN had a segment called "Jacked Up," right? Where you know they're just showing people get launched all mm-hmm. over the place. Like, yeah, absolutely. That, they did that, have it. That perpetuated the culture. And they right. don't have they don't have that segment anymore. And they anymore. got rid of it because, because they, that gets penalized yes. every time it happens on the field. Like that's the point. Like they're trying to get rid of it. They're trying to remove it. And I think most people who watch the sport and understand the the reason why they're doing that are understanding of it. You know, everyone's like, ah, I want I want the hits back. I want guys, you know, getting their brains scrambled play, again. It's like you okay, see like, of hits. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like you you watch the game. I mean, there there are plenty of hits. Now again, should every time a quarterback gets tackled, you know, somewhat meanly, should that be flagged? No. Okay, like so, some of And the, it doesn't either. I mean, uh, Matt Milano folded Matt, Mike White in the half. I don't think there was a flag on that play. No, and see, and see, that's the thing. That was a clean hit. Yeah. But some other times, guys will be get tackled, and they get driven to the ground a little bit too hard, and they get flagged. There have been some egregious, have, absolutely yeah. egregious, roughing the passer penalties this year where it's like, look, it goes too far. At some point, if you don't want a guy to get tackled, then do we got to put a flag on the quarterback? They got to pull that instead? I mean, make the switch. Or, or what have you, but look, man, so, like like that. The Milano hit was perfectly clean, but it's a dangerous game. Okay, that's about that's about as clean as it gets without you know getting getting flagged, and and he got hurt. It is what it is. Yeah, um, you know it's funny. One thing Tom Brady always talked about was how he knows how to fall. Right, yeah. like he's like I know when Just I'm about to, to hit the ground, I know sort of how to fall so that I minimize the the damage that the ground's going to cause to my body, and I just sort of I don't know. I mean, his, his wife Giselle said he's had all these concussions, and he probably has. Oh but yeah, he totally has. I'm sure he has, but I also believe him when he says, you know, I know how to fall. Like he's been playing the game a long time. Two has been yes. playing for what three years, and he's already had all these concussions. He doesn't know how to fall. Jimmy Garoppolo got slammed on the ground by Kiko Alonso. He didn't know how to fall. Like sometimes yeah. you just get thrown down, and it doesn't matter. But I do think that's something that you pick up over time and you know it's uh it's something that guys practice and 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 helps them but that's not enough i mean that's not enough to say yeah everybody just practice falling and we'll get concussions out of the game like that's no that's not happening i mean it's it's the same thing as hey, go on my tv 12 diet method and, and you'll play for like 45 <laughs> right. years like, try that, this concussion juice that alex uh, invented yeah. no that's not a thing <laughs> like in the in the end no concussion juice no supplement you take is going to stop your brain from bouncing off your skull at some point when you play football. Yeah, uh, there's uh, there's no way to avoid it. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's the phone number. Um, with uh, with Tua out, Patriots obviously have their uh, have their great record this year against backup quarterbacks. It feels a little bit different. You know, it's not just that it was backup quarterbacks. It was the Colts. It was the Steelers. It was the Browns and the uh, and the Jets and uh, Arizona. Like these are all non playoff teams. 
it's another thing to face the backup on a playoff team, and not just a playoff team, a team fighting for their playoff life just like you are. You know, like that's different from going up against Mitchell Trubisky in week two and these other backups. I do think it's it's helpful for him, obviously. But I think if you're a Patriots fan saying, oh, yeah, it's a backup quarterback. We always eat up those backup quarterbacks. Yeah, but they were all teams that had no hope this year. Yeah. And and the thing is, what you've lost four straight now against the Dolphins. Yeah. And they're a better they're a better team now. See, that's the thing. We were talking about the idea of. You know, quarterbacks, like, yeah, you always want the quarterback who's going to elevate their team, right? That That's the that's the buzzword. That's the stuff we want. But the Dolphins have a team that can help elevate the quarterback. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't got to do anything super fancy. Tyreek Hill's just going to get open because that's what he does. He's faster than everyone. Jalen Waddle, all you got to do is hit him 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, and he could take it the rest of the way. I mean, that's what he did last week. Mm-hmm. So this is a scenario where you can't necessarily just be like, okay, Teddy Bridgewater, they're easily just going to wash him because look at who he gets to throw to. At the same time, it's not like Teddy Bridgewater himself is like, oh my goodness, we really got to be careful about him. It's more that we still we can't sleep on this team because Teddy Bridgewater is still a, a competent NFL quarterback who can hit a receiver. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and that's uh, that's that's a big difference between some of these other guys. Yeah, like Sam, like Sam Ellinger, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like Zach Wilson, he's terrible. Teddy Bridgewater's not terrible. Yeah, no, he's definitely not. He's not uh, great. He's just not terrible. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. We got open phone lines here for you. It's uh, Christian Arkan. Kyrie Thompson will be joined in about 20 minutes by Dan Orlovsky. And uh, we'll be talking with Brian Scalabrini a little bit later on in the show. We got some Red Sox to get to as well. It's coming up next hour. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear a little bit more from Bill Belichick. He uh, had some things to say about Mac Jones and the uh, hit on Eli Apple, and it wasn't exactly rushing to his defense. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll play it for you next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
sacks blocked on Eli Apple in the Bengals game. Do you have any issue with anything you did on that play? Yeah, I'll leave it to the officials to officiate the game. Doesn't really matter what I think. Some players, including Eli Apple, have called Mac a dirty player. Do you think he sometimes gets too close to that line or goes over it? Or do you think it's all? Yeah, you have to talk to those guys about that. You can't count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there. 246 here, Sports Radio, WEEI, Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arkan, it's Kyrie Thompson. That was Bill Belichick. He was asked this morning about uh, the Mac Jones hit on Eli Apple, which has drawn all the scrutiny and a uh, fine as well. Did that fine get officially announced by the NFL, or was it just that one so. uh, that one leaked uh, rumor? Right? right? There hasn't been an official yeah, word Fl- on that Florio yet. Florio basically said, and, and I think fines tend to come out at the end of the week. Okay. So, so I think we might hear about that more on, like, that might be a Thursday or Friday thing we hear about. Gotcha. Um, okay, so we'll we'll wait to hear when that's uh, when that's official. Looks like it's going to be about eleven, twelve thousand dollars. Um, Bill Belichick asked about it. Uh, he wasn't asked about the play. He was asked about people's reaction to the play, and that was the wording of the question allowed him to sort of weasel out of it and say, "Well, you're going to have to ask those people who call him dirty and who call ads." I have nothing to say. That's that's up, up to them. He wasn't asked. Do you think Mac made a dirty play? Uh, he sort of was asked about the the legality of it, and he said, "Well, that's up to the referees." But I don't think I don't think the question, "Do you think Mac committed a dirty play or was that a dirty act or whatever?" I'm not sure if that was directly asked to him. Either way, it didn't seem like he was going to answer it in a way no. that helped his quarterback out all no. that much. I mean, you can dismiss it and act like you don't want to talk about it or that it's not worth even mentioning. That's fine, Bill. But you could also, you know, I don't know, say, "No, he's not a dirty player. He was just trying to make a play. He didn't hear the whistle, and he was." trying to make a block or something. I don't know. I mean, you could say, if you don't want to say you want to throw him under the bus, I guess you could do that too. But he certainly 100% did not rush to his quarterback's defense. I think that's clear. And, you know, it's interesting as you watch the way that players talk. And, and, and okay, people will, will look at it and be like, Belichick never says anything notable in that regard. Like, he, he never calls anybody dirty or calls anybody right. out like that. He's just like, well, you know, that that's not really up to me or, you know ask somebody else about that or or even when something crazy happens with the officials in the game he's just like with the with the hunter henry play ask the pool report right you know you know ask the official in the pool report i don't i don't want to talk about it he never wants to talk about that but you look at what matthew slater said he said i don't see it as such in terms of him being a dirty player that's not the person i know that's not the young man I've gotten a chance to spend time around. And so Matthew Slater, you know, elder statesman of the Patriots, and he's been around forever. He's he's kind of taking on that burden of, well, now i got to answer this question. And it's like, I don't really see him being a dirty player. The thing is, you, you kind of wonder if there's a little bit of, is Mac a dirty player? No. If you maybe hit him with the true serum and was like, did he do something bad on that play? Uh, maybe yeah. Matthew Slater might say, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, or, or just kind of stumble through it, right? But I, I feel like most of these guys aren't going to sit up there and try to say Mac Jones is a dirty player. They don't want to throw their quarterback under the bus like that and and have it be up there because that's the sort of thing that fractures the locker room, yeah. that, that gets people looking at you sideways. And Bill Belichick is just like, well, I'm not bothered with that kind of thing, so I'm not. I'm never going to talk about it. But the players like Mac, too, still. You know, I mean, yeah, even though he's not having a good yeah. year, I feel like he still has that locker room, and I'm not sure the coaches do. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? I asked Jacoby Myers about this after the game on Saturday where he had all the zappy chants. You had all the people kind of at his neck. And Jacoby Myers, he was the guy who got irked 
after the Chicago Bears game where he mm. was like, look, I, I was really bothered by the way the fans were treating him right, yeah. and how this whole situation was handled. And you had guys apologizing to Mac in the locker room for how it all went down. They were stunned. And then I asked Jacoby about it on Saturday, and he said, look, I mean, for, for everybody just wanting to get rid of him and they always want to pass it on to the next guy and, uh, you know, they, they want to be done with Mac, and he just keeps on rolling and keeps on doing his job and keeps on fighting, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, I'll roll with that guy any day. That's how I feel like the locker room generally feels about Mac Jones. But, yeah, I think the coaching staff, maybe, and maybe the Belichick thing, we're reading too much into it, maybe. But I feel like he's kind of taken some little shots here and there these last couple of weeks where it's like, hey, Mac, just to let you know, all that complaining you've been doing, all that, all that, all that mess you've been talking. I'm the coach still, right? All right, your and I don't job, think you can throw the ball 50 yards. Your, your job, <laughs> your job is in my hands. You know, ultimately, what I say goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. I think that there's been a few times this year, not just with uh, with Mac Jones, but with Kendrick Bourne, with other players, yeah. where that's been an important thing to remember. You know, I'm in charge, and you need to know that, and we're gonna show you that in so many words or so many actions. And uh, that's happened a couple of times here. I don't know if this is that. I think that Bill was probably just dismissing it. I don't think he yeah. was trying to say, I think he's there. I don't think he was trying. Because I know that a lot of times what he doesn't say is really what he's saying. But I'm not sure that's what happened here. Um, I think what happened here was him just sort of saying, I'm going to dismiss what the national narrative is and ignore the noise and not even acknowledge it. And that way this thing won't get any legs. If he had come out and said, no, 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 Max clean, then all of a sudden everybody's talking about, oh, Bill's dirty too. Oh, yeah, of course. Cheating Bill Belichick's going to think Mac Jones uh, didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, right, Mr. Spygate, Mr. Deflategate, all that stuff. If you dismiss it all and say ask them about it then it really sort of cuts the thing it cuts the narrative off at the legs and as a sports radio person i understand that right. pretty pretty clearly well, the, 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 and bill the, knows that too yeah and yeah. that's the interesting thing about it right i feel like we get what bill is and what he does and he just doesn't really want to participate and play ball in a lot of this but i feel like this year in particular with how weird everything has been i think a lot of people just want a little bit more from him like can you come out and and defend Mac or or you know, can can you come out and admit that this this experiment that you were trying isn't working right people people want that because they're just like you can't possibly just deflect everything can you and he's like yes i can because mm-hmm. that's what i always do yeah but there's been a couple of times where you know i don't think he can throw it that far like there's I, i'm not going to commit to him as the starter there's been there's been times when bill has been more, I don't know, direct, I think, about his critiques or criticism or whatever you want to call it of Mac Jones. I think in this particular instance, though, maybe that's I didn't I didn't it didn't strike me that way when I heard it. It looks worse on paper than it sounded. Yeah, and I mean, even, even the Mac Jones thing, you could look at it and say, well, that's just another instance of Bill's like, I'm not going to I'm not going to play ball. Yeah, with this. Not acknowledging I'm not, not going to address this. But but again, it's He's also like, said when guys are his quarterback. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Cam, right? Yeah. That, that's the example that's constantly being used. There was there was no real reason to keep on rolling with cam because your season was basically over by the end and he was adamant cam's our quarterback cam's our quarterback and i feel like with mac maybe that's kind of tweaking him like hey just so you know like i i could replace you you saw what bailey zappy did earlier the season Mm -hmm. right it's like yeah i did against the lions and the you know browns who were bad at the time but but you saw what bailey zappy did right? right so it's like just just to let you know you're not safe and so i think that was probably more of it than anything but again we're in a situation where with so much not being clear and so much having gone wrong with this plan this year, people want to know a little. They just want more clarity from him. 
and he's just never interested in giving it. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. We got open phone lines. And when we come back, we'll be joined by ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. Uh, we'll get his take on the uh, Tua news, on Mac Jones and the week that he had, and uh, everything else Patriots-related. Dan Orlovsky joins us next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.